time. Wormholes from the eyes of the past. In my previous episodes in the time series, I have talked about how time can be perceived and a discussion on traveling through time. At the end of my previous episode, I said that exploration of the concept of wormholes appears to be the only possible solution to our problem of time travel yet. Although they are still a theoretical concept, we know that if we discover one or find one in reality, we have all the science we need as a base to explain it. I encourage you to go back and read my articles of this series or listen to the previous two episodes to get a good background for these topics. Wormholes are one of the most strangest and most fascinating objects out there if we may say so. I am not talking about black holes here. For the benefit of my listeners who do not know, I will first try to explain them in a in a very simple uh, way. So black holes have already been studied and explored extensively for over a hundred years now in modern science. Starting with Einstein's prediction of it in 1916 with his general theory of relativity. A lot has been said, written and explained about it already and I would refrain from repeating it all over again. But in simple words, black holes are extremely dense regions in space that have so much gravitational power that even light cannot escape it. Hence the term black holes. On the other hand, wormholes are simply two different connected points in space-time, like a tunnel that transports you to a different point in time and place than where you entered from. Simply put, if you entered a wormhole from your bed today, you may emerge some minutes later from another continent that is covering a distance in a much shorter time or you emerge from the same bed after 100 years in a matter of minutes, that is transcending barriers of space and time. While science says that it is theoretically possible, no observational evidence has been found in common knowledge. However, today I attempt to view them through a very different source from which the world today knows them. I would recommend watching the video um, the link of which I have put in the description of this episode um, where I explain wormholes for better understanding if you want to brush up your basics and if you haven't seen it yet. So before I start it is imperative to explain that it is futile to use current science to explain concepts in our ancient scriptures for example. Sure, it works for several things, but there are also several things that current science has not been able to touch and things that are beyond comprehension. Simply because not all science is experimental or theoretical, there is also experiential science. This is not related to the concept of experiential learning. Now, the experiential uh, learning concept these days uh, is actually teaching uh, say for example theories of science to students through a series of applications that they experience for real. But the experiential science that I am talking about here is cognitive and non-physical experience, helping to develop and explain dimensions of phenomena and knowledge that is quite impossible to comprehend for a common man. So my article is an attempt to look at the concept of wormholes 
from the perspective of our ancestry and see if we reach a plausible new outlook to our problems with time travel. Instances of Wormhole Travel While wormholes have been calculated theoretically, we have not seen or experienced one yet as I said before. So a wormhole could lead you to your office or school from your bedroom or a distant galaxy altogether. We haven't seen one form but it is possible in theory, so what exactly happens? Space-time can be visualized as a sheet of fabric on which our universe exists. While a sheet itself is two-dimensional and we can move front, back, left, right, but space is three-dimensional so we can also move up and down. Scientifically speaking, time is the fourth dimension. It is difficult to visualize but it is a factor that determines your existence. So, to reach your office, you have to travel say 2 kilometers across in say 20 minutes. But by some means, we fold the sheet so the two endpoints come close together. Now you travel the same distance in a shorter time and you have warped the space and time fabric. You have traveled through a wormhole. Please do look at the video. if. You did not understand this explanation already. You could travel through the wormhole to reach the same point or a different point but 100 years later. However, you took 2 minutes of your own time while everybody aged 100 more years. This phenomenon finds a mention in the Kishkinda Kand, which is the fourth section of the Ramayana. The premise is that Hanuman, along with his forces of the apes called Vanarsena, are sent by Sugri. To the southern side of the kingdom of Kishkinda and look for Sita. During their search, they come across a cave or a cavity in the Pindhya mountains called Riksha. The cave looked amazingly beautiful and seemed to have food which the hungry travelers desperately needed. Importantly, as soon as they entered the cave, they seemed to lose orientation of the world they were in. After being fed by the protector of the cave, Swayam Prabha, they ask her for a way out of the cave as they have lost the sense of time and space and cannot comprehend the method of exit. She asks them to close their eyes and makes them exit the cave within a minute. They emerge at the coast of an ocean in the far south. As they emerge out of the cave, they regain their sense of existence on the earth and realize that a month has passed on the earth while they were there only for a short while in the cave to eat. Mind you, these are words from the actual text. So while they aged a couple of minutes or at most hours, everyone on earth aged a month. This suggests that they may have passed a wormhole. So the two crucial uh, shlokas that I talk about that are there in the Kishkindha Kand of Ramayana, um, they translate actually to how the Vanaras closed their eyes and Swayam Prabha transported them out of the cave in barely a minute and also how the Vanaras discovered that a month has passed on earth despite them having spent only some time to eat in the cave. You should check out my article for the actual text or go back to read um, the text from the Ramayana. In fact, Dr. R.P. Pandey and Dr. Vaseem Khan, who are archaeologists, have found rock art in the Raisin district 
of Madhya Pradesh that dates back much more than 10,000 years, depicting a person in a humanoid figure with a large head and a saucer-shaped object, along with a cylindrical shape which appears to be a wormhole. Raisin is a town that exists right at the foot of the Vindhya Mountains. A similar mention can be found in the third chapter of the ninth section of Srimad Bhagavatam. King Kudmi, who was a descendant of the Suryavansh, travelled for some time to the Brahmaloka. But on his return to the earth, 27 Chatur Yugas or 27 cycles of all Yugas had passed here, that is over 116 million years, while they spent only about 20 minutes of their time. This also depicts the illustration of wormholes. So, wormhole existed very well in that period as a practical concept, explainable by theory and experienced by cognitive advancement. I think the major problem that people face in believing these as actual events in history is the assumption that these people use their bodies which are bound by physical constraints of the world. That is why cognitive advancement plays a much bigger role than theoretical or physical conceptualization. It should also be clear that all events, lessons, data and scientific concepts were written in the form of stories in prose or poetry in ancient times so that it is able to be grasped by the common man and is not limited to those having studied science. So the two crucial shlokas in Srimad Bhagavatam directly translate to Lord Brahma explaining to the king that all those prospective son-in-laws he was looking for his daughter have already long passed away and also the reason that while they were there in Brahma Yoga, 27 Chatur Yugas have passed off the earth. Now, the interesting part is knowing whether we can put these concepts into numbers. As we have already established before, Time changes with respect to place and it is a matter of perspective. Such wormholes can be present anywhere in the universe making it maybe a complex network of portals. We know that time dilation makes time go at different speeds in different places in the universe. For example, Martian time goes faster than the Earth time but from the perspective of Mars, Earth time goes slower than the Martian time. We are still talking about some fractions of a second difference. Keeping this in mind, if we go faster, we can increase this time dilation. Having said that, the major reason according to Einstein's general theory of relativity for the time dilation between the Earth and Mars is difference in gravity. A higher mass leads to more gravity. This in turn leads to a higher curvature in space-time, so time is slowed down. But we have to be close to at least half of the speed of light or an insanely higher low gravitational pull to notice any humanly effects of significant quantity. The mathematics. Let us delve into numbers now. I will take the case of Grimloka here. Hang on with me for a couple of minutes. Even if you do not understand the explanation at the moment, I will simplify these numbers for you after this. So, according to the units of time derived from the Surya Siddhanta, which in turn have been derived from the Atharva Ved, time is cyclic and not linear. So, there are four yugas that occur in cycles. In chronological order, they start with Satya Yuga, Treta Yuga, Vapar Yuga, and finally Kali Yuga. 
So in all, the entire cycle of these four yugas takes 4,320,000 years. So if we put together thousands such cycles, it forms half a day for Brahma. Hence, one day for Brahma, known as a Kalpa, takes about 8.64 billion years on the Earth. In short, for every minute passed for Brahma, 6 million years would have passed on the Earth. This math has also been used to explain several other incidents and phenomena in other books like Manuspriti, Vishnu Puran, Bhagavatam, etc. Going by these numbers, we are talking about a huge time dilation. This is most probably realized by having a place in the universe possessing a gravity or mass close to the event horizon of an entity like a black hole. If we look at this uh, time dilation in detail, we arrive at a mass equal to 3000 trillion times our sun. All the science enthusiasts, if you are interested to know, I reached these numbers using the Schwarzschild metrics, which is a solution to Einstein's field equations. So this kind of mass could be anything in the universe from stars to black holes to clusters, etc. Stars aren't very likely to be the answer as due to the Eddington limit, they have an upper limit to the mass they can be. Most likely explanations could be black holes. But the largest supermassive black hole we know yet is just 66 billion times the mass of our sun, the DON618. We may discover larger black holes in the future as the scientists hypothesize the presence of stupendously large black holes or SLABs. That was some real math. For people who had some difficulty with these numbers, here's a simple explanation. So the takeaway from the math is that if you traveled to the Brahmaloka, 6 million years would have gone past on the earth while you were there for only a minute. And while you were there, the mass of the place you were standing on would be over 3000 trillion times that of our sun. In addition, there are different planes of existence where time dilation is different with respect to the Earth. In a similar manner as above, time dilation has been defined for Pitri or forefathers, Deva, the gods, Manu, the progenitors, etc. So without going into more complex calculations, the crux of the matter is that existence on such different planes of time is explained as different planes of existence within the Brahmandam. If we split the word, it means Brahma plus Andam, the cosmic egg. It can be depicted in a very simplified way. So, right now we are on the Bhurloka or the earthly plane. And then there are seven heavenly planes above us, the Swargaloka, and uh, seven lower planes beneath us of the Patal Loka. While I do not claim to be 100% accurate with these numbers, it is a very good estimation of the concept I aim to explain. Since these calculations needed to work out the usage of wormholes is already present with us. All that we need are minds sharp enough to harvest this knowledge. Yet Indians continue to undermine this treasure trove as mythology and pseudoscience. 
maybe it's time to reevaluate our choices of what and who we idolize point to ponder do let me know if you enjoyed the first season of prayer fight and also let me know if you were able to reconnect with your roots because being grounded will take you the highest stay tuned to prayer fight take care and see you soon